once you've entered into this world, there are many probabilities and possibilities. But the one thing that is absolutely certain, and that is death. Everyone that came into this world will have to leave. We are in uh, this world basically to prepare our eternal abode of uh, the Akhirah. أَعْمَارُ أُمَّتِي سِتِينَ وَسَبْئِينَ The average lifespan of the Ummah is between 60 and 70 years. When you close your eyes in terms of belief and kufr, your deeds are stamped. Your condition will not change. إِذَا مَاتَ الْإِنسَانِ عَنْهُ عَمَلُهُمْ However, there are certain things that can better uh, and, and that can improve your conditions in the Akhirah. And that is what I'd like to share with you this morning. We all have deceased relatives, either our parents, siblings, even offspring. Some may have passed away a long time ago. Others have passed away in recent days. So keeping that in mind, I'd like to share with you how we can be a means of the elevation of these stages in the Akhirah. Sayyidina Abu Ta'ala Anhu narrates, in the hadith that I shared a portion of it with you, that man's actions terminate except from three things. So that we learn from that, that there are certain things that will benefit. In a hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, The qabr is either a garden from the gardens of paradise or it is a pit from the pits of Jahannam. So how do we benefit the marhumin? The first thing is we make dua for forgiveness for them. In the verse of Surah Hashr, Allah Rabbul Izzah says, وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ And those who come after them, يَقُولُونَ They say, رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا Oh Allah, forgive us. وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ And for our brothers who passed before us. So to make dua for forgiveness for the marhumin. When we perform the janazah salah, it is in fact a dua for the mayat. In a narration by Sayyidina Abu Rayyar anhu, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, فَأَخْلِصُوا dua." That when you perform the salah for the mayat, then be sincere in the dua that you are rendering. Bashar ibn Ghalib says that I saw Rabia al-Basariya in my sleep. And I would make lots of dua for her. And she said, Ya Bashar, your gifts, hadayaka, ta'atina ala atbaqim min nur. Your gifts are coming to us on uh, platters of light. Covered with uh, silken cloths. And Bashar ibn Ghalib says, How is it? What gifts are you talking about? And uh, she then explained and said, The dua that you're making for the mayit, it is accepted. And Allah Rabbul Izza makes that dua into pillars and lanterns of light covered with uh, silken cloths. It's presented in that particular manner. And it is said, This is a gift from so-and-so to you. So as you recite Surah Fatiha, 
or Surah Yasin and send as a gift to your marhum father or mother. Think of it, picture it, imagine it, how it's being presented, that this is from your son, this is from your daughter, this is from such and such a relative of yours. So dua is not merely recited, it is the fervor and the focus of your heart, the attention that you turn to Allah, supplicating, invocating. How amazing is the concept of dua? You make dua for someone else and you will also benefit. It is said that Ukhbira, a narrator narrates that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had said, with regards to the dua of a person, da'watul mar'atil muslim mustajabatun. That a person who makes a dua for someone in the absent, there's an angel in the ra'si, malakun muwakkalun bihi. There's an angel that has been deputed. And every time you make the dua for the person, the angel says, Amin, walaka bi mithl. Amin, may Allah accept and may you get the same. So a secret to have your du'as accepted is to make that du'a sincerely for someone else. And because you're making it for that person, their children be guided. The angel says, وَلَكَ بِمِثْلِ May Allah grant you the same. So the first way in which we can benefit our marhumin is through du'a for forgiveness. The second way is Spread the knowledge that you learned from that person. مَنْ سَنَّ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ سُنَّةً حَسَنَةً كَانَ لَوْ أَجْرُهَا وَأَجْرُ مَنْ عَمِلَ بِهَا مِنْ بَعْدِهِ لَا يَنْقُصُ ذَلِكَ مِنْ أُجُورِهِمْ شَيْئًا Whoever initiates something good in the deen of Islam and anyone practices upon it after that, the person will get the reward of practicing and all those who practice after that. إِنَّ مِمَّا يَلْحَقُ الْمُؤْمِنِ مِنْ عَمَلِهِ وَحَسَنَاتِهِ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهِ إِلْمًا عَلَّمَهُ وَنَشَرَهُ In Sunan Ibn Majah, there's a narration of Ibn Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, in which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Among those things which benefit a person after he's left this world is knowledge that a person learnt or taught others and spread. So there's two dimensions here. One is how we can benefit our disease and the other is how uh, we, what we can do to benefit and gain reward even after we left this world. Now everyone leaves a legacy. Let your legacy be a good one so that people continue to take inspiration from your legacy. Practice on the advices and the teachings of your father, your mother who has passed on. So now Yaqub, Alayhi was concerned about his children. Am kuntum shuhadaid hadra Yaqub al-Maut idh qala li bani ma ta'buduna min ba'di qalu na'budu ilahaka wa ilaha abaika Ibrahim wa Ishaq wa Yaqub. So he was concerned about them. How concerned are we about the legacy of our children of us after we leave this world? We need to leave a good legacy. Uh, children will hear what you say, what you say, and see what you do. So be the person you'd like them to be. Uh, I read a WhatsApp message of a parent and a child, both reading a book on a subway in London, and all the others were busy with their 
tablet, tablets and phones. And someone stopped the parent and asked, how did you get your child to be immersed in reading? And the parent answered by reading myself. The child saw my behavior and is following suit. So that is the important point. The knowledge that someone has shared with you, practice upon it. And if they've passed on, it will be a means of isalu sawab for them. The third way we can benefit the marhumin. Fazuruha fa'innaha tudakkirul akhirah. Nabi Salaam said, visit the Qabristan because it reminds us of the akhirat. Visit the Qabristan at least once a week. It's reported in the Sahihain that after the Battle of Badr, Nabi Salaam passed by the dead of the Kuffar. They were thrown into the well and he came to them and he said, Ya Fulan ibn Fulan, Al-wajadtum ma wa'ada rabbukum haqqa, fa'inni wajadtum ma wa'adani rabbi haqqa. Though so and so, have you found what your Rabb has promised you to be true? Because I found what my Rabb to be true. And Sayyidina Umar was there and he said, Ya Rasulullah, ma tukhatibu min aqwabin qad jifu. Are you addressing the dead? And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Walladhi ba'athani bilhaq. Take an oath in that being who sent me with the truth. Ma antum bi asma' lima aqulu minhum walakinnahum la yastati'una jawaban. Walakinnahum la yastati'una. Just as you are listening, exactly in the same way they are listening, except that they cannot give an answer now. They cannot hear. That is the only difference. So visit the sick, visit the, the dead. This is an immense way of reminding us of Akhirah. مَا مِنْ مُسْلِمٍ يَمُرُّ عَلَىٰ قَبْرِ أَخِيهِ كَانَ يَعْرِفُ فِي الدُّنْيَا فَيُسَلِّمُ عَلَيْهِ إِلَّا رَدَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ رُوحَهُ حَتَّى يَرُدَّ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامُ when you visit the Qabristan and you greet uh, Marhum and you say, Assalamu alaikum ya ahl qubur, then Allah brings back the ruh of that body and they say, Wa alaikum assalam. So you cannot hear it, but it is happening. In a narration of Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she says, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu ma min rajlin yazuru qabra akhihi fayajlisu anhu illa istanasabi hatta yaqum. When you visit the cover of your brother or sister who has passed on and you sit there, as long as you are sitting there, the marhum is gaining comfort from your presence. Marhum is gaining comfort from your presence. So whoever goes to visit the cover, go to visit the cover of your parents or the grave of your children. You go on a Friday or you go anytime, you know, make it a habit. That is part of your duties to your parent, even after they left this world. When last have you visited the Qabristan other than to attend a janazah? Our deceased know who visit them. Let us make it a habit of visiting them at least once a week, preferably on a Friday. There is a narration of Uthman ibn Sawad al-Tafawi that uh, his mother was a very dedicated worshipper and uh, she used to be known as Rahiba, the one disinclined to this world. And in her moments of uh, the pangs of death, she lifted her head towards the skies. And she said, Oh, my treasures, 
and all those who I have my hopes on after my death, do not disgrace me after my death. Do not let my cover be a lonely place. And uh, Uthman ibn Sawad says, I used to visit her every Juma. I used to make dua and I used to seek istighfar uh, for all the people of Qabr. And I saw her in a dream. And I said, oh my mother, how are you? And she said, oh my son, the pangs of death are severe. The process of death is severe. But I am with the grace of Allah in a good condition in the barzakh. There's been carpets that have been spread out for me and cushions for me to recline. And I have all types of comforts and uh, luxuries. So Uthman bin Sawad says, I asked my mother, Alaki haja, do you have any need? And she said, yes. La tada'ma kunta tasna'u min ziyaratina fa inni la asurru she said, Oh Uthman, don't ever stop visiting me on Fridays as you have because I become happy with your coming to visit me on Fridays when you come from your family to the Qabristan. And it is announced to me, Ya Rahiba, Hada Ibnuka, Kat Akbala, that Oh Rahiba, oh the one that's inclined to this world. Your son has come and uh, I become happy with that. So don't ever give it up. So the question is, when last have we brought happiness to our marhum parents, our marhum children, our marhum siblings, our grandparents by visiting them in the Qabristan? So two, three things. Make dua for them. Practice on the knowledge. Visit the Qabr. The third thing that we should do. Sadaqatun jariya. Isalu sawab. To do an action and confer and send a reward to the deceased. It is a narration of uh, said Aisha radiallahu anha that a man came and said, Inna ummi uftulitat nafsuha, my mother passed away. I'm convinced if she had a chance to make a wasiyat, she would have definitely given charity. Will there be a reward if I give charity on her behalf? And Nabi Salaam said, Naam, yes, certainly there will be a reward if you give charity on her behalf. In Fadhil Sadaqat, there's an incident mentioned that a person saw in a dream in which he saw the disease of a graveyard coming together and a dish of something like sweet meats were presented to them. And they were all scrambling to take as much as possible of it. However, there was one person sitting by a tree who was comfortable and relaxing. And so he asked why, it was asked why he was not doing what everyone else was doing. And he told the, them that to go to a certain address. And when the man woke up, he went to the certain address and he saw a young man sitting in the shop reading Quran. After speaking to him, discovered that he used to read three paras daily and send for his marhum father. Months later, the person saw the same dream, only this time the man who was sitting by the tree was also collecting with the rest. And this perturbed the person who saw the dream. And when he woke up, he went to the shop and saw it was closed. He was informed that the man had passed away. He then realized that the rewards that people send, everyone wants to share in it. And it is so valuable. 
Do we want our marhumin to be comfortable like the person sitting under the tree? There are certain things that we can do for that. We can do acts of worship and send the reward. After nafil, after fard, after dhikr, after reciting the Quran, after going out in the path of Allah, after making hajj, after making umrah, I'll continuously just take a moment and send the reward for the marhumin. Inna mimma yalhaqul mu'min min amali wa hasanati ba'da mawtihi. Among the things that benefit a person after his death, ilman allamahu wa nasharahu, knowledge the person has taught others and spread. وَوَلَدًا صَالِحًا تَرَكَهُ Pious children. وَمُصْحَفًا وَرَّثَهُ And a copy of the Qur'an that is made available. أَوْ مَسْجِدًا بَنَاهُ Or a masjid that a person has built. أَوْ بَيْتًا لِبْنِ السَّبِيلِ بَنَاهُ Or a place of refuge for the travelers. أَوْ نَهَرًا أَجْرَأَهُ Or a well that a person dug. When doing Isal Sawab, begin by sending to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and this will increase the possibility of its acceptance because uh, because of the barakah of sending to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that will be a means of its acceptance the first point that we can do for our marhumin what we can do for ourselves is really to leave pious children pious children are undoubtedly the greatest asset a person can possess everything else will come to an end to cease to exist but with pious children, every good deed goes to the parents. This is narrated in Talimul Mutallimin. Once a person who passed away, passed away while his wife was expecting a baby. When he died for some act of disobedience, he was being punished in the grave. His wife gave birth to a baby boy. As the boy was growing up, his condition uh, you know, remained the same. Eventually, he reached the age where he could start madrasa. And on the first day of madrasa, he went to Madrasa and he read the words Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. On the first day of Madrasa, Allah instructed the angel to stop the punishment. It was inquired as to why suddenly the punishment was stopped. And Allah Rabbul is answered, How can I punish the father when the son has read the words Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim? In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. So this is how loving, forgiving, accept, you know, responsive Allah is to our actions. And this shows the value of giving our children good Islamic knowledge. We think about investing in their life in this world so they can give them a better life. Make their terbiyah, ensure that they have a religious upbringing so that it is an investment for you. We want maximum returns in our investment Maximum returns will gain as the result of the good deeds they will do after our life. So we, we can give our children everything of this world, but if we haven't given them deen, we haven't really done nothing for them. To recap, five ways in which we can benefit the marhumin, make dua, spread knowledge, people practice after you, visit the grave, make isal sawab ensure that they are pious. Let us not just forget our beloved deceives relatives. Uh, you know, once they've passed on, they should be part of our daily lives and our actions in conferring good deeds. So people have passed on, but their legacy lives forever. May Allah make it such that the legacies of the marhumin live on through the deeds that we do.